Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today I'm chatting with Jason Benick. Jason is president of Digital Innovation Group and can be found online at dig.tech. Jason, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sandy. It's uh, my pleasure to be here today. I would love to hear a little straight from you about what you do for your clients. What is it that Digital Innovation Group does to help others? Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to answer that. Um, So just a quick uh, 10,000 foot view, really. Um, DIG, for sure, for Digital Innovation Group. We're actually a GA Telesis company based in Fort Lauderdale. Um, GA Telesis is probably one of the world's largest aerospace secondary market providers uh, in aviation. And um, it formed a group under the board uh, about two years ago, starting with focusing on a specific channel of building out uh, emerging business technology having to do with identity solutions in blockchain. Um, and then it grew out into what it is today when I came on board last year to expand this out as a purpose-driven um, arm of the business focused on building out as a think tank of emerging technology solutions for business. And so really the value that we bring to um, the users of the products that we produce is from the standpoint of how do we bridge them from operating in the 20th century to now operating in the 21st century of change with technology. And uh, with so much change that's happened with digital transformation and COVID-19, you've seen pretty much most every business have to transition from an analog existence into a digital existence in some way. So our job and what we do and the value we bring to our users is we introduce those business solutions to bridge the gap. So businesses are focused on anything from uh, customer engagement to improving profitability, better mobility uh, with their business itself and all sorts of uh, processes that require an operations, the customer engagement lifecycle. So we fit in there by coming up with different solutions that address those to bridge the gap using technology to improve both business processes. As you're working with a variety of businesses, what do you see as the most common solution that you provide? Uh, data, I'd have to say data. Um, data is the new oil, as we all know, and it really is the exchange value for business that uh, used to be that, you know, uh, that customer response and customer reaction really kind of guides everything and what you do, but it's one step removed from that now with technology. It's the actual data surrounding all that engagement. Uh, And that's really what businesses are after today. Um, I'll give you a great example. Um, One of the solutions that we're building out right now has to do with um, centrically engaging a deal process from start to finish and putting all the users and stakeholders in that deal into a single secure environment. That's like kind of like putting everybody in Fort Knox to have a conversation. It's very secure inside of there. And we put them in that secure environment to manage the dialogue to close a deal, uh, exchange documents on that deal, sign them, 
and then do final payments, in which case that it's all secure and kept in an encrypted environment. So uh, it can't be intruded upon. And it isn't really a, a matter of, well, someone fished my email and I sent the payment to the wrong party. It's all in the same space and it's all a secure environment. So we're really trying to attack that space right now specifically and manage secure identification of parties in a transaction and provide a secure transaction environment to take place. That's very interesting. So that's the most common solution you provide. When you look at all the solutions that you have provided for companies, just you personally, what do you find the most exciting or the most interesting? Um, I'd have to say using a bit of a combination to a hybrid solution of blockchain with contemporary technology. Uh, decentralized ledger technology with artificial intelligence to me uh, is really where the industry is going right now. Blockchain is not a virus, uh, it, it's, it's, it's not a, a, um, a vaccine. I put a great article on that recently and it doesn't solve everything. It's not a cure-all to prevent uh, every type of problem and, and solve every inefficiency. It's a very exacted technology that solves immutability, transparency, and provenance. And those key factors and characteristics in blockchain are what I, I get excited about personally the most. Um, just to deviate for one second, quick story. Um, the automotive industry is, is probably one of the worst industries to deal with. It's so difficult. You can't tell the car that you're buying, whether or not the vehicle that you're purchasing, um, you know, what's the true story behind that vehicle if it's a used car. And so one of the solutions that uh, I had headed up with uh, my team a few years ago and such a great team to work with uh, was solving what is now being worked on today, which is being able to take a mobile device like your phone and be able to scan a vehicle ID on a vehicle and then pull up all the information about it and then be able to actually trace and track the history of that vehicle through its ownership process and see the validity of that vehicle if it's actually stolen or has been stolen or where that vehicle sits in regards to the quality or the integrity of the vehicle itself. And that information being stored on a blockchain is really important because then people can't tamper with those reports. You can't change the information. You can't go in and change a PDF and and, and what have you and then put it back out there as an available document because when it's uh, stored on the blockchain, you can't change it. And so that, that's really important is, is giving authenticity of quality of information that has to do with a vehicle. You apply that to anything. It could be medical records. It could be to marine. It could be to, in our industry here in aviation currently, with engine parts where the FAA has to see the validity of trace and track on and paperwork on every single time that engine has been touched because it's moved over 15, 20 years across you know, um, uh, aircraft. So these things are really important. Provenance, truth, transparency, immutability. These are all factors that you can't entirely get just in a conventional data system alone. But when you combine the two and use intelligence to make those work together and you build a system like that, it really brings a lot of value to the end user. Yeah, I love the idea that not only are you attaining that information, but you're making it so easy for the end user to utilize it. Yeah, and that's that's the critical part of all this is that um, a lot of people don't understand what blockchain is, which is essentially, uh, you know, it's distributed ledgers of recorded events and data and activity. Uh, in a manner that you can't just change one without changing them all and you can't change them all. So therefore you end up with that immutability factor. But how do you get to that from someone like yourself or me or any other typical user being able to really get the benefits of blockchain? 
Well, it's if it's built in an enterprise system level and it's all the way down to downstream, down to the user like you or I having something on our mobile device where it taps into and uses that technology to give me the peace of mind that I need. Now it's becoming more valuable. And I think we're seeing more maturity in that today. IBM's got some beautiful solutions on identity and payment streams. Uh, there's other solutions. Microsoft is working on one as well on an identity project. And all these different tools are starting to kind of come to fruition today. And the bridge that's had to be crossed is how do you move from a buzzword and a concept and all this cool stuff into how do you translate this today into you know a, a commodity? And how do you produce this technology in a commoditized environment where everyday users can get value of it? And that's that's what I think is the most important part of it that we're working on right now. So as you've been at uh, Digital Innovative Group, and as you've worked with them, what are your top strategies for growing the business and growing your influence in your industry? That's, that's great. That's actually a good question I wanted to add, uh, answer for you. Uh, it's got a couple of answers. There's the technology, and I guess you could say the uh, transfer of knowledge into the industry. So from the technology side of it, how what we're really focused on our core initiatives right now are, are solving identity and solving traceability. Those are the two things we have to solve for our industry is identity and traceability. Um, if you can't uh, you know, lease an aircraft or, or sell a used uh, aircraft engine part without all that identity and traceability attached to it, uh, you're not gonna get a buyer. And if you do have a situation where there's some sort of a problem that comes up on an investigation in the future, you have to have evidence of all that information. So. If we can solve that issue in the um, uh, aerospace industry and apply this across a couple other industries like marine, automotive, and, and things along that nature, then, then we're adding a tremendous amount of value across multiple industries at once with a single solution. So that's, that's the technology side of it. I say identity and traceability. Now, how we're working into the industry to uh, transfer that knowledge and, and enlighten everybody is through our memberships. Uh, we're uh, an active member of the um, Government Blockchain Association, or GBA. Uh, Gerard Dosh is wonderful. He's the founder and president of that group. It's a global group. And um, I head up with our team, the uh, Aerospace and Aviation Working Group within the Government Blockchain Association. So we are working with other constituents and other parties in the aviation industry now to increase awareness and knowledge about how emerging technology can bridge the gap between old and new systems and make them more efficient and more secure and more transparent. And that's a big deal because um, aviation is a very fragmented industry. It's very old. You know, the technology behind it is old. The great, great technology in the aircraft and the cockpit and the planes themselves, but the business processes surrounding it are 30, 40 years old. So we're trying to help advance those business processes. So that's that's really what we're doing. So we're working with the GBA group. Uh, we just became members of the um, Global Digital uh, Foundation. And so we're working in these working groups and these different bodies to become members. And the, our digital innovation group wants to take an active role in, not, in transferring that knowledge and enlightening others. Uh, we also have contacts and those we're working with uh, uh, in the U.S. government, both at congressional level and at state level, to also uh, bring awareness around the use of blockchain and decentralized technology to help make things more efficient overall. So we're working on initiatives. We're trying to get out there and spread the word, speaking events and panels. I just recently spoke at one. I have another one coming up. And the more we can do to uh, really prophesize that, that message and get that out there, uh, it's a point of education. And enlightenment is really where we're lacking. That's a core focus of our strategy right now 
the DIG. So it sounds like really the way you're utilizing your influence is through these memberships and through the education portion. As you're working with your clients and your customers, how do you help them increase their influence in their industries? That's that's another good question. A uh, good example of this is uh, we are working on right now building out a version of our software for, or one of our softwares, a version for the real estate industry. Um, uh, mortgage wire transfer fraud is one of the biggest situations in the country in real estate right now. And hackers have gotten very clever how to jump in there and uh, between parties insert themselves and redirect the down payment of someone's life savings from a home to their bank account and run away with the money. And this is right now, it's, it's about a quarter of a billion dollar a year situation. It's getting worse. And so the National Association of Realtors are really struggling with and working the best they can to work with their 1.45 million members to educate them and enlighten them on how to go about solving this problem so that they work with home buyers of which they sell over 5 million homes a year through all these realtors to become aware of this so they can reduce this, this fraud situation. So they, 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 they work on training initiatives. Um, they work on implementing, you know, anti-phishing policies and they work with all of their home buyer clients as realtors to enlighten them, to help prevent and block that from happening. So what we're doing is we're introducing an initiative to uh, not only help them uh, solve that gap between how do you solve the, the, the mortgage payment fraud and block that and still get trust from your home buyers that you're representing as a realtor in the title companies by inserting instead this environment that I was talking about that everyone can work in. Now, we do this right with them. I hope this year things go well. And this gives them, we want to empower them with their own solution and version of this that they can take to home buyers and say, hey, as a realtor, you can trust me because I help ensure that your payments go through, everything is secure, and there's no identity fraud in buying your home. So if, if we can help empower their realtors, 1.45 million realtors around the country with a solution to solve that, then we are doing our job, I feel, in accomplishing our greater strategic effort of enlightening the industry through multiple channels all the way downstream to the home buyer and helping them do their job and make it a lot easier and more effective. It's interesting to me to see how your work spreads across so many aspects of everyday life that the rest of us don't even realize are being impacted by it. Yes, uh, this is this is true. We're, um, I guess I, I like to say we do the unsexy work back here. We're not on the front lines. Uh, we're not like the, the Airbnb in the front lines and, and solving all these things right down there at consumer level. We're kind of behind the scenes giving companies like Airbnb or giving companies um, you know, like banks and other financial industry solutions, the technology they need to ensure the security of the identity of their transacting parties and to ensure the identity on those signed contracts that go through are who they are. They are who they say they are. And those payments do end up going strictly only to and from the parties that are engaged in that transaction. So we're kind of behind the curtains, empowering a lot. Um, we're kind of like that solution that no one really knows about. You'll never really hear about us unless you're in a business to business environment. So we're back there trying to make everyone's job easier. Uh, everything we do is white labelable, meaning it can be private labeled. Uh, we're not out there trying to get brand recognition on our software. We're not trying to get, you know, in any sort of a market share from that perspective with the brand. Um, we would rather give the businesses what they need and solve their 
I guess you could say their challenges they need to overcome in fraud, in identity, in provenance, transparency, traceability by empowering them with those solutions at enterprise level. And then they put that to well use. And then when they're doing better and they make more money and they get you know more satisfied customers, then of course we're doing what our strategic effort has been laid out to achieve. That I'm thinking about the influence that you've attained and then taking that across all these companies you work with and how how much leverage there is in taking your products and, as you said, you know, white labeling them for other companies to be able to use. I can see that as just an exponential growth in, in the area of influence for yourself and the companies you work with. As you look forward in you know, the coming one, three, five years, what plans do you have for using your influence and for seeing that grow? That's, that's, that's great. I appreciate you asking that question too. Um, so part of all this, the, I guess you could say that I, I mentioned earlier, there's two aspects. There's the, the product and technology, and then there's, I guess, the thought leadership and trying to educate the industry. So what I intend to do from this is take the success of this and lever the, leverage this into uh, our own team's appearances. Uh, myself, our, my CTO, uh, Daryl Mirage, he's uh, very well known here in the uh, South Florida area and expanding this out across nationally so that we can get the word out that using emerging technology is really the solution in digital transformation for any business. And when you look at every every company out there from Goldman Sachs and Bank of America all the way all the way out to you know, um, you know, uh, Avis Rent-A-Car. Everybody needs uh, advanced technology to improve efficiency, uh, reduce costs, and improve bottom line and customer experience. And if you were to take those as the cornerstone pillars, a lot of people know that needs to happen. But how? So I feel if we get out there on the street and we're we're talking at events, we're on panel discussions, we're doing keynotes, we're at conventions, and we're just pushing and pushing and pushing this with use case after use case to have our success story and technology that's available. Pretty soon, you know, you say it enough times, it becomes true. Everybody knows that adage. And and pretty soon, hopefully, there's not just myself and and you know my partners, but there's all of us. I have great affiliates and constituents I've been working with for years doing the same thing in the industry. When we collaborate and come together, uh, we can speak uh, and our voice really is unified across the industry and we help drive and push and steer things in a transformational direction. So I, my goal here personally is that I am trying to get out there and get the word out and be on that podium of change, you know, speak on that, you know, stage of, of innovation and really speak towards that uh, change that needs to happen and that transformative process that we all need to go through in business so that consumers like you and I can buy a car, rent an apartment, buy groceries, travel down the street, find a place to park and have all that connectivity that we need on the devices that we deal with and be able to communicate and have the security and peace of mind that we're only in the environment that we're trying to do it and we're not being hacked. We're not being, uh, you know, our information isn't being misused and, and things of that nature. And we're doing it more efficiently and saving time and money. So all these things together, I'm, I'm speaking really on general high terms, but when you distill it down to the end of the day, it has to do with experience and value. And, and that's really what we're, we're trying to focus on is give businesses what they need so they can improve the value and that experience for their users. And the more we can get this message out of transformational change, show them how to do it with the technology that exists today and the solutions that are out there, then we're really, I feel, accomplishing what I'm trying to do in leading the company today and, and trying to get us where we're trying to go strategically. 
All right. So for anyone who wants to find you and, and interact, where can they find you online, Jason? Sure. So uh, I'm easy to find on LinkedIn, Jason Benick. Uh, so I can be looked up there. Uh, you can also find me on our website at uh, www.dig.tech. Uh, feel free to look us up anytime. Shoot us a note on the website. Drop me a note on LinkedIn. Feel free to connect. Um, and then uh, I get a lot of reaches through LinkedIn and also through our site for conventions, events, and speaking. And I'm happy to uh, jump in and in any panel and, and uh, address these matters directly. So we're here. We're wide open. Uh, anyone can reach out anytime. Well, that's fantastic. I appreciate your willingness to spend time here with us yes. today, as well as putting yourself out there for all of these other events. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sandy. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.